Hey, and welcome to the Comicast. I'm your co-host, Cody. Hey, everyone. I'm Matt here. We're glad you're joining us for another episode of the Comicast. That's right, Matt. It's where we dive into the lives of LGBT individuals whose crime cases have gone cold. Today, we're going to be talking about two individuals that unfortunately lost their lives, and they are connected in some way. We're going to be talking about Yukia Davis and Stephanie Thomas. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Okie doke. So we are back. So Matt, we uh, last week had a special like live chat with people and it was a lot of fun. So hopefully we'll be doing that again soon um, coming up, maybe another one this week. Um, But it's been a crazy few weeks. Everyone's getting readjusted to the new new way of life um but uh i know out here um we've been getting a lot of rain i know me and you've been talking recently and you were talking about how there in texas it's been like super super hot like 95 degrees meanwhile out here it's been raining and nice and cool so i've just been working in my garden and Uh, it's only um, been hot this week (laughs) before this it was been pouring down rain it's been it rained for like a solid week and now I have to go out and mow the lawn. And I can tell you that anything I don't want to do right now is I just don't feel like doing it. Y'all have great adventures when you're doing your yard because I feel Enough like of that. That could just <laughs> never happen again. Um, I feel like, um, you know, one time you're like your lawnmower broke. But then I think you had almost finished the yard or whatever. And then there was another time that came up that lawnmower was officially broken. No, I didn't even get to mow the lawn the first time that happened. I just gave up. I just walked away. (laughs) And then the second time, I finally gave up anyway. And it was a lawnmower I never wanted anyway, but we only thought we were going to stay in this house for a year or two. And we decided to go ahead and stay. Um, We planned to stay a lot longer. So uh, David went and bought another lawnmower. And then (laughs) the next time, I think it was the First time I used the new lawnmower is uh, I almost finished mowing and I had my headphones in and um, that's when David found the rattlesnake. Um, I had just mowed the area it was in and he was using the trimmer and he's pretty new to I usually do the mowing, the trimming, cleaning up. Yeah. Um, but he started helping me with that. And uh, he used this tone that I've never heard in my life. Uh, I had my headphones in. I mm-hmm. usually do when I'm mowing the lawn just because I'm used to being out by myself. Yeah. And uh, he had trimmed this area, like this corner of our yard, which is right next to the house. And uh, we have a rectangular yard. This is not nothing crazy. Grass really wasn't that long or anything. So he had trimmed and he reached down to pull a weed out that you can't really get with the trimmer because it's between the post of the f- fence and the house, maybe mm-hmm. like a six, eight inch space. And uh, a snake slithered off and... Um, oh my god! He saw he saw the colors and recognized it. But I was walking the other direction. I had already mowed that area, and uh-huh. um, I was walking away. My back was to him, 
and uh, I'm pretty deaf anyway. And he used this tone that cut right through my music. And I tell you, my heart stopped. Like, I don't scare very easy. And most things I just do not, I do not overtly react. Or, yeah. And I definitely do not overreact ever. It's just not part of my thing. It's just not my thing. And when I turned around, he was completely frozen, holding a trimmer, not moving. And he's well, I could see where he's looking. I was like, and it was about five, maybe one to five seconds of me going, processing what I'm seeing. Like, what the hell is he looking at? And I'm like, obviously, he's not moving. So he sees something that I can't see. Again, I'm not wearing my contacts because I don't wear them when I'm mowing the lawn, especially. <laughs> And that's just the nightmare if you've yeah. ever been hit in the face with grass with your contacts in. And so obviously he can see something that I can't, which tells me it's probably a snake or, you know, something like that because it is Texas. And he says, I think it was a rattlesnake. I said, are you sure? He goes, no. I said, what color was it? And he was trying to describe it to me. Well, that side of the fence of the side of the house, there's no there's no door. Our door is mm-hmm. on the other side of the yard. So I raced around the yard because Every house around us, we're connected to our yard touches like four houses. All four of them have kids and pets, small kids, young kids and or pets that are outside. And so I was like, oh, okay, so we have to deal with this. We have to deal with this. So I run around the corner and it's just sitting there. It's maybe a foot, foot and a half. I mean, it's a baby and it was actually really adorable. He wasn't being aggressive, um, but he uh, we had to kill it, unfortunately. But um. We had to yeah, take a hoe and kill it in your area. No, definitely not. And um, I normally am not a, you know, just because it's there, we got to kill it. But it's a rattlesnake and that's risky. You know, like that's that's something that could go really wrong. But he coiled up and he like little, you know, did his little at me and he rattled. And his, he was I mean, he's just adorable little baby. But I do know that it's dangerous and obviously. And so we dealt with yeah, it. Yeah, those baby ones are uh, very, very poisonous compared to uh, adults rattlesnakes yes. so they're, venom, they're venomous and out. it's more of a problem because they don't have they don't have restraint so if they bite you they tend to let loose a lot more than just a little bit so david was wearing gloves luckily um he was wearing he happened to be wearing like thick gloves we we rip stuff out um yeah. and it helps with some of the vibrations of the trimmer if you've ever spent if you've ever trimmed for 45 minutes to an hour when you come in you know your arms are shaking <laughs> um so luckily he was wearing uh, jeans to like tennis shoes and uh, gloves. So if he had been bitten, it would have been like on the arm or something like, you know, somewhere where we could like mm. deal with it. But, you well, know, it was one goodness. of those, it was a really close call because that thing, if that thing had wanted to bite, it absolutely could have because I couldn't even see it. And I knew better than to get close. And I had to kind of kill it from an angle because obviously I wanted to focus on the, the hoe that I was using to kill it, not me. Um, but I hit it so hard, I took a chunk of our foundation off. <laughs> like, I, have a wicked, I have a wicked swing. <laughs> I have a wicked swing, by the way. <laughs> Just um, watch out. Don't be around Matt if that happens. But yeah, yeah thank yeah. goodness. Thank goodness uh, everything worked out there. Yeah, it was just not a fun day uh, because I, I don't really like killing things um, just because, you know, I get it. It's but I mean, you know, we're in their home. I get that. And this is te- this is Texas. But unfortunately, we can't take risks with rattlesnakes. If it had not been a rattlesnake, I wouldn't have even. I just went like, all right, well, you slither off, friend. Yeah. You know, um, kind of switching gears a little bit. Um, I was looking and reading something and they were talking about um, people's 
kind of guilty pleasures right now. So people are like having like their favorite cookies or like, because what's happening is uh, a lot of these companies, like one of them is macaroni and cheese. So uh, Kraft is like constantly running their production plant to pump out enough macaroni and cheese boxes to satisfy Americans right now. But a lot of comfort foods have really like, run out of store shelves and these companies having to make a lot but i was wondering what what, what is your like guilty pleasure like the not food? even just in this particular time but like if you're feeling down what is something do you do you like get cookies or pizza or macaroni and cheese like what Oops. is that uh well that? there's a couple different things um i don't have one particular i would say that um for regular food uh sushi I love sushi. I could probably exist entirely on, um, well, I could probably exist entirely on not American food style, style food and be just fine. Um, like I'm really weird from my family growing up. I never really liked <laughs> steak. I didn't like burgers that much. They're okay, but I, I just never gravitated towards it. I liked fresh fruits, vegetables, things like that. Um, if junk food, I really like chewy chocolate chip cookies a lot but the older i've gotten i've really gotten into making my own baked cookies cu- um, uh, cakes and cupcakes and stuff like that and i've yeah, learned you how sent to make me a them. picture the other day of these cupcakes and they looked really delicious yeah it was a really great recipe and um we homemade normally i do vanilla because i don't really like chocolate cake it's just too much but i do like some chocolate frosting so we homemade uh David helped me make it, but it was a homemade chocolate frosting that we tasted. He goes, I think there's too much butter. And then I backhanded him for his filthy uh, comments because there's never too much butter. It's Swiss rolls and zebra cakes, even though they taste awful now, they taste like a couple of chemical blocks. Um, You know, like when you look at the ingredients of all these things and you can literally not pronounce most of them without sounding all of it out. And it's just delicious. So yeah, what'll happen is a cherry Coke and um, a box of zebra cakes and I'll just eat the whole thing in one night. Sounds yeah. Good. So I don't let myself do that often. What about you now that we've uh, explored a few branches of abnormal psychology with well, me? You know, I would probably say uh, pizza, macaroni and cheese, um, I really love that, all of that. Um, I'm actually soon going to make homemade macaroni and cheese. And um, for, like, desserts, uh, I would say I really enjoy, like, Oreos. Mm, Like, that is, like, my, like, thing. I have, like, tons of Oreos here, thankfully. Um, And each order I do, because I'm not going out, so I'm just ordering in groceries. So I make sure to always, like, add in a, a box, a sleeve of Oreos. So we have tons of Oreos, so that's great. Back stocking. Yeah, back stocking. Just in case. Just in case. I think it needs to be in everyone's emergency boxes. Oreos. Or, yeah. Or spam. That's a good one. I love spam. I love spam. Y'all, I am okay. a pilgrim in an unholy <laughs> land. <laughs> uh, when I was young, my grandfather, we used to go like camping into the lake. And that would be one of the things that we would eat with, is spam. So we would cube it up. I was little though, so I was like, you know, seven, six. He would cube up the sam or the salmon. Ugh, gross. No, he would cube up the uh, spam, and then 
toss it in cornmeal and then fry it. So you will so eat good. spam and will not eat other types of anything else related to seafood. Correct, but spam is not seafood. It's a pig. Spam is gross. <laughs> it's I... delicious. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I just want some now, actually, and I don't have any. So we'll leave it all at that. Great conversations today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cody's like, wow, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so coming up next, um, we'll be talking about Yukia Davis and Stephanie Thomas. Okay, so we are back. And today, uh, an interesting uh, conversation we're going to have, it actually is about two people, uh, both trans individuals who were murdered at the same time. So and basically all of our past episodes, it's just been like the one person. But in this case, two people, a very, very tragic situation um, that happened. And I think looking at this story, you know, I think we should put into perspective. I think something for like for me and you who are in early mid 30s um, is that these two individuals, Yukia and Stephanie, um, if they had not been killed, they actually would be in their mid 30s. So basically our age. So, right. They were about two years older than well, they're about your age. You're about a year or two older than me. So, yeah, you're right. So I think, you know, a lot of these cases, it's it's a good thing to envision in your mind that when this happened, you were around their age. And just think, you know, what what was going on in your particular life at that time and struggles that you were going through and things you were having to deal with personally. And then compare it to the case that we're going to be speaking about of Yukia Davis and Stephanie Thomas, that basically they were our age. So people that could have been our friends, this could have been them. But in this case, Yukia and Davis and Stephanie Thomas, they ended up becoming really good friends. And what transpired, um, with their death is honestly super, super tragic. And, you know, it's just, it's a tragic event, like the details of it and how like, uh, graphic and just like a lot of hate I feel was involved in this particular murder. But as we've been talking about in our last case and some recent episodes, there seems to be a large, a number of trans murders that happen in the Washington DC metro area. So like this is not the place um during this period of time and even now uh for trans people. Like it is a it is a dangerous p- place and a space especially for trans people of color. Um but Matt I, when we were looking at this case like it's just a tragic case. It, well, yes. And at the time they were 18 and 19. So for example, in 2002, in August of 2002, when they were murdered, um, for example, I would have been 16. Um, this is around the time I would have been going into my sophomore year of high school and, uh, you know, worrying about things like my driver's license. I would have just had, um, cause of my cleft, I just had a cleft palate surgery and, so, you know, I had these, these are things that I was thinking about and two years ahead of me, um, these two women were, 
um, they had started identifying as women earlier on, you know, in their late childhood, teenage years, and they had been living full time as women and had faced harassment already and bullying. They'd even they'd even both dropped out of school because they were just harassed and attacked constantly. And, and they found each other and they were the best of friends and they lived together in an apartment. And um, they even had a car because I believe it was Thomas's mother, Stephanie Thomas's mother, bought her a car. She didn't like the idea of her, um, you know, walking and how unsafe it was. And, and I think I mean, we and, should and, go ahead. I think we should mention that uh, Stephanie Thomas's family accepted her for who she was. Uh, meanwhile, right. Yukia uh, Davis, uh, she did not really have the support um, of her family. Correct. Um, Stephanie's family and her siblings they were supportive of her and accepting and um you know they even share a uh, headstone where they were because they were buried and uh, thomas's mother bought it for them and you know it's it's really sad that that's what they ended up sharing instead of like a fun life of being roommates with your best friend because being roommates with your best friend at 18 and 19 is supposed to be fun yes there's all the stress and scary things of trying to have a job to pay the bills and you you're buying all your furniture for the first time and you're trying to get your life going. And it's that it's supposed to be, yeah, it's a little scary, but it's supposed to be fun. And all of that was just taken away from them and it's believed. So, well, what happened was particularly violent cases. Cody mentioned um, somebody pulled up to their car while they were both in the car, they were going out to run an errand and fired an automatic uh, gun into their car they died of automatic gunfire is what the reports what the official reports say and they were shot um up to 10 times each in the head and upper body so i mean this is particularly violent at close range we all know that it does not take you know much to to kill somebody with a gun i mean we're all very aware of gun violence yeah and i think what was shocking about that is um they were like about a block away from their home the apartment um, where they had stopped their vehicle or where their vehicle was at least. And there was the black car that came up, shot up the car. And then there was another vehicle that approached shortly afterwards. And they got out of their vehicle to check and see um, what was happening. And there they found that uh, Yukia Davis was already dead, but Stephanie Thomas uh, was moaning when this this passerby nudged them, but that person in that vehicle ended up fleeing um, because that black vehicle, the one that did the initial shoot up, came back. The gunman um, apparently got out of the vehicle and then shot Thomas again before driving away. So yeah, as you said, very violent and like you know, <laughs> you didn't need that many bullets. But yeah, they and did it, nonetheless. it gives the impression and it was suspected in the reports. And there's a couple layers to this. So just besides the reports of what witnesses saw that it seems, you know, this was a particularly violent attack and their family suspect that it might have been somebody that, you know, they were open. They were openly living their lives. So this was not a secret. The neighborhood that seemed people knew there wasn't they weren't hiding. And uh that they think that maybe somebody like uh, some somebody that may have discovered one or both of them were trans during an encounter um, and took issue with it. It's, it's really hard to know without somebody identifying something. 
But what is known is that the response, the the EMS response, they are the same response team that responded to another death of, I believe it was Tyra Hunter. Um, she had died the same, like the week before of car accident injuries. And they just basically mocked her while she laid on the ground and um, refused treatment. A doctor refused to treat her because she was also trans. And um, she died of her injuries. Now that did settle. And that, that, I mean, that's its own whole thing there. But this same team responded to um, these two individuals, to Thomas and Davis, and they witnesses indicated that when they pulled them out of the car, they just dropped one of them face down just, and the other one they turned over with the foot with their, with their foot. You know, there's just no respect given to them at all. And we're talking about, um, you know, I know technically they were adults at 18 and 19, they're children. You know, these are somebody's children they're very young and if y'all remember what you were like at 18 and 19 yes you were paying bills and starting to make your own decisions but you're barely a year a, a year prior your parents were making all your doctor's appointments you know you're not yeah. exactly well versed in the world yet i mean i'm in my 30s and i'm still finding out new stuff every day you know that's just the process but at 18 and 19 when you're trying to get your life started and then to have all that ripped away so violently. And then, of course, you know, there weren't mass protests. There was a vigil and then it kind of went away. Um, the police responded saying that, yes, we are investigators. I hate crime. And then that's kind of it. Um, so. And that's kind of where the story stops. So on August 12th, um, 2002, they were out. They were shot in Davis's car or in Thomas's car. And um, that's it. Like, and they were shot, dragged, and nobody got a good look at who was in the black car. Um, they were not identified. If somebody has been able to identify, that has not been released to um, to the public. And as Cody mentioned earlier, DC, this area of DC has seen a lot of black people be murdered and especially the trans in the trans community. And it is, I mean, when you look at over time, it's just one after the other, after the other, after the other. Um, yeah. And on all of them, all this one has probably more information than most of the others that we're going to be talking about that we have talked about. And in the ones we have in the coming weeks where some have some information, but this this is the most information we have about probably most of them. And this is almost nothing to go on to try to help identify that who would gun down an 18 and 19 year old um, sitting in their car, minding their business. A great conversation today talking about Yakia Davis and Stephanie Thomas. Um, and as always, um, we do encourage you to listen to older episodes of the Comacast and learn the stories of some of those forgotten cases that we talk about. Also, you can find out more about them on our website, thecomacast.com. We encourage you to head over there uh, with lots of other content. They can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, the handle is at the Comacast. We love to interact and hear from all of our listeners.
Yes. And thank you, listeners. And thank you for writing and reviewing this podcast wherever you get your podcast. That helps more people find it. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can get to the next episode. Until next time, thank you for listening. See you next time.